Lecture topic: Divine rejection of interfaith ideologies. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladin as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'udu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu dukhulu fi al-silmi kafah. ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله العظيم أوصف لكم علماء الكرام رجس النلز نص آيات من القرآن الكريم Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala addresses the believers Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu Those who have already brought iman in Allah ta'ala Allah is addressing them So Allah is addressing the believers And saying to them Commanding them Udkulu fissilmi kafa Enter into Islam Fully Entirely Completely If a person is standing at the doorway and he's got one leg in and one leg out so though he's got one leg in but nobody says he's inside they say he's somewhere in the middle he's halfway he's one leg in and one leg out if somebody is standing outside he's already completely outside but even if the person in the doorway with one leg in and out is not counted as in the person who has come fully into that room into that place then if it is asked how many people are inside the room he'll be counted as well so just as any physical space if a person is standing with one leg outside and one leg inside he's not counted as inside so likewise in terms of islam in terms of deen allah ta'ala is saying don't be one leg outside one leg inside come away fully inside udkhulu fi silmi kafa come fully in what does this refer to that mashallah one is the iman in the heart so allah is addressing the believers allah is addressing those who allah is already aware that they have iman in their hearts they have already believed in allah tbaraka wa taala as their creator as their sustainer as their nourisher and allah alone is worthy of worship and they have brought iman in all the attributes of allah taala allah alone provides rizq allah alone grants life and death allah alone is the one who gives health and illness and everything is from allah taala alone and as a result of their belief in allah taala they have accepted everything allah has commanded so they believe in nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam as the last and final messenger and have committed and submitted themselves to follow the commands of Allah Taala in the way of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah is talking to the believers Allah is saying udkhulu fi silmi kafa that now that you have iman but also the practice of deen don't come halfway come fully into deen come entirely into deen now one is the aspect of practice so in that is 
for example a person mashallah is a muslim by name he has iman in his heart also but then together with that every part of him must become muslim his eyes must become muslim his eyes must not look at what allah is forbidden his eyes must be muslim it must look at what allah is permitted not what allah is forbidden so he will not be watching filth and all the evil all the corruption of the heart that comes through that filth he his ears will be muslim he'll be listening to what allah is permitted not what allah is not permitted so ghibat backbiting music all other kinds of evil vices he won't listen to that his tongue will be muslim there won't be vulgarity on his tongue there will be all kinds of other evils on his tongue and likewise every limb of his body must become muslim it must submit to the obedience of allah taala so this is one aspect which is being mentioned in this ayat that don't just be a person whose iman is in his heart but then apart from that there's no expression of that iman in his actions mashallah the iman is in the heart but the actions also also must be in conformity to that the dictates of that iman but then together with that there's a further aspect that is in this that just as the actions of a person must comply his heart must also be fully for deen alone the occasion when this ayat of the quran sharif was revealed abdullah bin salam radhiyallahu ta'ala he was a very very prominent person in the jewish community initially he was a person who was regarded among them as a very great scholar person of very high standing and he had accepted islam there were some other jews as well who had accepted islam and they had come in fully in terms of without any reservation without being sort of in doubt about anything they were 100% convinced that this is the deen this is the way of life this is what they have to now follow for their salvation they accepted the iman they accepted nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam one day they just in their discussion it occurred to them and they were thinking now broadly a bit as now if they be broad minded so now they were thinking a little bit broadly at that moment and they decided that look we have come fully into islam there is no reservation about this but in the previous life that we had while we were still jews the sabbath observing the sabbath saturday as being a very holy and auspicious day for them this was a very big thing like the day of jumuah for a mu'min is a very special day the day of jumuah has very special significance and a very high position in deen is among the sha'ir of islam the symbols of islam and to respect the sha'ir of islam this is a dictate of iman this is a sign of taqwa so friday should be given its due importance and care not that a person just for the last moment he's entering for the juma salah and then leaving in the first moment out and feels he done, done his duty no juma has a very special place in a mukmin's life so now likewise in the jewish among the jews the day of saturday is auspicious day so now they were discussing among themselves and felt that look islam hasn't 
said that you must not do anything extra on a Saturday, meaning observe it in some good way. So Friday is the main day of the Muslims, that's, alhamdulillah, we're observing that. But it won't harm us in any way if side by side, alongside observing all the requirements of deen, we just observe the importance of the Saturday as well, the Sabbath. Because it's just, we're not crossing any line, that's what they felt. So we'll just do this as well. So we're observing Jumu'ah, we're fulfilling all the other commands of Allah Ta'ala that are directed to us. But there hasn't been any prohibition from doing something special on a Saturday in terms of ibadat, whatever. So we'll just observe Saturday as well as a good day, as, a, as we call it a big day. Likewise, in Judaism, camel meat was not permissible. To consume camel meat was not permissible. And to consume the milk of a camel also was forbidden. So now they thought that Islam hasn't compelled somebody to eat camel flesh. It's permissible. If somebody eats some other meat, whatever meat it is which is within the limits of Sharia, provided it's slaughtered in the correct manner, then it's permissible to eat it, but nowhere has it come that is compulsory to eat it. So if we just, without declaring it as haram, without declaring it as impermissible, we just refrain from it. So we'll be observing something that we have been accustomed to, that we were, was part of our previous deen, and we'll still be observing what Islam requires of us. It won't be something out of the requirements of Islam. So on the one side, the Sabbath, we haven't been doing anything wrong, we're doing ibadat. And if we just refrain from camel meat, because in the Jewish faith, that's what a requirement, but it doesn't cross any line in deen. Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayat on that occasion. That, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu fi silmi kafa. Oh you who believe, enter into Islam fully. One is the actions of Islam, that obviously, that a person now who has become a Muslim, then he must remain a Muslim in every aspect of life. Islam, Islam is the deen for an individual, is the deen for the whole society also, and the deen for the whole ummah. Islam is the deen for the home, and it's a deen for the marketplace as well. It's a deen for the roads as well. It's a deen for a wedding, for a nikah, and it's a deen for a funeral also. Islam is the deen with regards to how a person conducts his personal life, in his own privacy, in fulfilling his most basic needs. And Islam is also a deen of how a person takes care of the needs of others also. Islam is a complete way of life. There is no departmentalization in deen. Take something which suits us and leave that which doesn't seem to suit us. Islam is a complete way of life. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Udkhulu fi Enter into Islam fully. So one is the actions of deen, actions of life, all must comply to Islam. But then together with that, in the background of this incident when this ayat was revealed, Allah Ta'ala is also giving us the very clear message 
that look your heart and mind also must be fully for Islam and there must be no space to accommodate anything else in terms of deen apart from Islam because inna deena indallahi al-islam Islam is the only deen in the sight of Allah Ta'ala in other words simply the only faith faith the only faith in the court of Allah Ta'ala is Islam there's no other faith there's no interfaith there's only one faith and that one faith in the court of Allah Ta'ala is Islam and anything apart from that is not acceptable Islam, Allah has perfected deen for us الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ Nabi Kareem was in Hajjatul Wada in Arafat and it was a day of Jumu'ah and on that occasion this ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed I have perfected for you for your deen your way of life and your faith وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي and I have completed my favor upon you and I am pleased with وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ I am pleased with Islam being your way of life the only way of life and the only faith no other faith if a person has this kind of ideology that well all faiths are one then what he's saying is he's got no faith because he's He's anywhere and everywhere. He's here also, he's there as well. If it's Eid, he'll be celebrating Eid. And if it is Christmas, he'll be celebrating Christmas also. And it might be celebrating Diwali as well. And might be celebrating anything else also. He'll be doing anything and everything. So in other words, he's saying he has no faith. Because if a person has faith, then what does that faith require him to do? What is that faith all about? So a person, a mu'min has faith, he starts off with La ilaha illallah. So now when he says La ilaha illallah, there is none worthy of worship besides Allah Ta'ala. The only deity is Allah Ta'ala. Then if somebody else says that Na'uzu Billah, that he believes in a trinity, he believes that there is more than one Allah, Na'uzu Billah. He believes that Allah Ta'ala, Na'uzu Billah has a son. He believes in something called Holy Spirit. And our mu'min is saying, La ilaha illallah. There is none worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. There is only one deity. And then at the same time he says, No, but everything is one. Then he's also saying that he's got no faith. Because what does his La ilaha illallah then mean? Because he's declaring there is none worthy of worship but Allah. One Allah alone. Then when he recites, Qul huwallahu ahad. Say Allah is one and unique. He's alone, he has no partner. Lam yalid walam yulad walam yakullahu kufuan ahad. He has no child, he has no family, he has no partner. La sharik Allah. Allah has no partner whatsoever. So now what does all this mean when he is saying at the same time that no no everything is one? All rivers meet in the oceans, so everything is one. It's all these fancy slogans to dilute Islam. On one occasion, Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab met somebody, that person started quoting something from the Torah. Now the Torah also, the book that Allah Ta'ala revealed, that was the book of Allah Ta'ala, 
So obviously the Torah was the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala. But then the Jews, they distorted it. Like the Christians distorted the Bible. They fabricated a lot of things and added it to it. They removed many, many passages from the Torah. And everything was all now mixed up. There were some good things still left in there, which were part of the original Torah. And many, many things all fabricated and added to it. But obviously after the quran kareem was revealed, after nabi kareem was sent as the final messenger, everything else was abrogated, cancelled. Nothing now was a means of salvation except following in the Mubarak footsteps of nabi kareem and accepting the quran Sharif as the last and final message of Allah Ta'ala. But in any case now this Jewish person now, he began quoting a few things from the Torah. This might have been something that got left from the original Torah. So it was sounding obviously very correct, but whether nobody was able to verify it that this was part of the original, it was sounding correct, and it had a lot of wisdom in it, so it very well might have been what was part of the original Torah. So this is now Umar ibn Khattab was very impressed with this. He asked this person to write it down for him. So he wrote it down and then he later came with these little these pages in the company of Nabi Kareem and he began reading this that this is what somebody has shared with me nowadays the world, world of sharing everybody is sharing through the electronic media on social media and whatever else everything is being shared Sharing was a very nice word. You share something with somebody. But Allah forbid nowadays what not is getting shared. Things that we should never be receiving. We should never be accepting. But now before your person knows it, somebody already shared it with him. And sometimes he's sharing kufr with him. Sometimes he's sharing shirk with him. He's sharing jahalat with him. He's sharing all kinds of evil advice. Sharing vulgarity. Sharing obscenity. If this is the type of sharing that we want, this is sharing Jahannam with somebody. Somebody is sharing Jahannam with us. That I am going, I want to share the ride with you. Now will Allah Ta'ala save us. So we should not be sharing such things and not be accepting such things. Anybody sends us some kind of vulgarity, obscenity, some dirty things, filthy things, send a message back, I don't appreciate the sharing. I don't want you to share anything like this in future with me. If somebody hurts our, harms our property, somebody scratches our car, somebody dents our, something, causes some material loss to us, we don't sit casually and just take it as it comes and say, well, the person was sharing something. But somebody is scratching our iman, he's denting our faith, he's causing harm to our deen, and then we're also smiling about it. No, we need to be forthright about this. I don't appreciate the sharing of yours. Please don't share such things with me in future. Because you're harming me. I'm not prepared to share the right to Jahannam with you. So in any case, Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab came and he now started reading this because those particular lines, they may very well have been from the original Torah. Because there was nothing sounding wrong about it. And it was some good wisdom in it. So he began reading it. Now he got engrossed in reading those items that he had written in there or was written for him. 
and he was not observing at that time the Mubarak countenance of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Somebody else told him, "Look, what is going on? Can't you see the Mubarak face of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam?" That as you are busy reading this, what's going on? So he looked up and he realized Nabi Kareem sallallahu's face is red with anger. So he immediately began saying, "Radiyatu billahi rabba wa bil Islami dina wa bi Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam rasula." I'm totally pleased with Allah being my Rabb, with Islam being my Deen, and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam being my Rasul and Messenger. In other words, I didn't read this because of any doubt about anything. I just thought that this was something wise. This sounded very nice. I thought that it was something good to take. It was from the Torah, probably from the original Torah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that after the Quran Sharif has been revealed, you still have, you are still floundering in these things. A mutahawwikun? Are you still floundering in all this? After the Quran Sharif has come, you still got a time for something else? And then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that if Musa alaihissalam was alive today. And Isa alaihissalam was alive today. Their salvation also would depend on following me. Otherwise, they too would not have gained salvation. Obviously, they were nabis of Allah Taala. They had already lived their life in dunya and were gone. This was by way of illustration and example. Didn't mean that Nauzubillah. If they had been alive, they would have done something else. But just to highlight that the Deen is only Islam. That Islam which Nabi Akram Salam has presented to the Ummah, the only faith is one faith, faith of Islam. There's no interfaith. Interfaith in itself, the word might mean talking to somebody about your Deen, but that is no more the meaning that has become left in the word. Interfaith has taken its own meaning now, its own connotations. So the only faith is the faith of Islam. There's no other faith, and there's no interfaith also. And therefore, we submit entirely to the one and only Deen, the Deen that Allah Taala has given us, the Deen of Islam, and that is what we remain firmly on. And a mu'min udhulu fi silmi kafta. So the discussion we were talking about this ayat of the Quran Sharif when it was revealed. So Allah Taala is highlighting that these people who thought that this was a good intention. That we are practicing fully on Islam. That's what they felt, and we are accommodating one two things from the Jewish faith, from the Judaism, which don't harm our Deen. That's what they thought, because we're not doing something that has been forbidden in Deen. But Allah Taala didn't accept this. This is not acceptable. That your heart must not look left and right to accommodate anything else from anywhere else. That well, this is something forbidden there, so let's accommodate it. No, no, you only look at what is in Islam. This doesn't mean that we will treat people in a bad way. No, 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 no. That is a separate matter altogether. For fi kulli kabidin ratbatin ajrun, Nabi Kareem Salam says, every living creature, let alone a human being, even an animal, if it is in distress, to Remove its distress will be rewarding. What about a human being? If that animal is in distress, to now remove that distress. If it's dying of hunger, of thirst, to now feed it some water, like that woman who fed the thirsty dog water. Allah Taala bless her with jannat. 
So what about a human being? He might be anybody. He might be dying of starvation and he might be anybody, the worst atheist will do what we can to remove his difficulty. We should just observe the sanctity of the masjid at all times. Music is not permissible anywhere. And therefore, if we have music on our phone, there's ringtones, we should remove it. It's just something in the middle, I'm just saying. Because then this totally desecrates the sanctity of the masjid. House of Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. And Nabiya Kareem said, I've come to destroy musical instruments. Now we bring that into the house of Allah Ta'ala. We should be switching the phone off at all times, in any case, in the house of Allah Ta'ala. And that music should be switched off forever in our life. That should never be on our phones at any time. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. So in any case, coming back to the topic, that deen is only Islam. The faith is only one faith. The faith of Islam. And we don't look left and right. We don't need to look anywhere else. We have the most perfect deen. Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. Allah Ta'ala has already declared this in the Quran Sharif. On this day I have perfected for you your deen. So this is the perfect deen. This is a deen for every place. Every time. Every era. Every situation. If a person feels that na'udhu billah, summa na'udhu billah. There's something deen hasn't catered for. Some solution I need, deen hasn't provided. And na'udhu billah, he's saying deen is not perfect. Allah is saying deen is perfect. Yes, he has to go to the right place to find out the solution. He should go to the right people to ask what's the solution. And he'll get the solution. Every place, everything has the right place to go for. And Allah Ta'ala says, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ If you don't know, then you ask people of true knowledge. Then you'll get the solution. Then you'll get what Islam has given, what the perfection is there in deen. And every need of a person has been catered for. Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that our hearts and minds must become completely aligned to what is in the quran kareem what Nabiya Kareem has given us and we don't look left and right for anything we don't accommodate anything else in terms of faith we will care for every human being we will go out of our way to be kind to our neighbor whoever he might be we will help any person we will be courteous to any person on the road as well if somebody is now not being too courteous with us in how he is driving, we'll be courteous. We'll display the character of Islam, the akhlaq of deen. We'll live as Muslims, that akhlaq which warn hearts towards Islam. Whether it is on the road, whether it is in our home, whether it is in our business, which is a very important place to display Islam. We don't conduct business just to make money. Our business must become dawah. It must become a means of inviting people towards Islam by our conduct, how we conduct that business. So all this is part of Islam. And udkhulu fi silmi kafa. Allah Ta'ala said, enter into Islam fully in all these facets of life. This is what we have to now bring our hearts and minds and actions, everything into conformity with Islam. This is the only path to salvation. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on deen and iman. Allah Ta'ala take us with perfect iman and raise us on the day of qiyamah with perfect iman. Wa akhiru da'awana anil hamdulillahi rabbi.